0: Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Not So Secular, the place where we talk about how the world we live in is not as secular as we often think. We just choose to see it that way. My name is Mon Reyes, I'm a youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. On this episode of the podcast, we will continue talking about forgiveness. On last week's episode, last Friday, I shared with you a talk that I gave at Youth Home Taft where we discussed the story of the woman caught in adultery who was brought to Jesus by the crowds. And there, we talked a bit about forgiveness and accountability. And I figured that for today, we could continue that discussion. Particularly, let's talk about what forgiveness is, what it isn't, and why the heck is it so difficult sometimes. All that and more coming right up. Forgiveness is not always fun, but it's kind of unavoidable. It's something that you're bound to run into, especially if you care about someone. And I think if not all of us, that's most of us. I think in our lives, we've experienced, all of us, we've experienced at one point of our lives what it means to ask for forgiveness, what it means to decline giving forgiveness, and what it means to fully give it to someone or maybe a group of people. Forgiveness is, I think, we, we even if we have different opinions about forgiveness, we understand that it's a big deal. We understand that it's important. Because the thing is, we're human beings. And the thing about being a human being is that we make mistakes, is that sometimes we do it on purpose, we hurt someone on purpose because we're trying to get back at them because there's just some form of bitterness just coming out of us and we end up saying things and doing things that will harm other people. But other times, even when we have the best intentions, we could just hurt people. We could hurt people even when what we want to do is the complete opposite, even when we're trying to protect them, even when we're trying to care for them, even when we're trying to provide for them we can hurt people because we are imperfect. And our perception of what is good isn't always right. It's not always aligned with what is actually good. And so we find ourselves in in these situations when we either have to ask for forgiveness or we have to give it to someone who is asking for it. And so forgiveness, I think, is something that's a bit of a, It's a bit of a universal thing. It's a common experience for a lot of us. But like I said, we might have different opinions about it. And this is something that we discussed to a certain extent last week. So if you were able to listen to last Friday's episode, if you weren't able to listen to last Friday's episode, I'd like to encourage you to do so. That would be a good place to start off from. But part of what we talked about last Friday is how... Not everyone likes forgiveness. And we don't like to forgive because in in our culture, in our time, what we want more is accountability, right? What we want more is for people to be held accountable, for justice to be served. And it's easy to talk big about these things when we're referring to other people, when we're referring to establishments, organizations, governments even, But we don't seem to hold the same standards to ourselves sometimes. And like I said, we talked more in depth about this last week. So go ahead and listen to that if you haven't yet. And so let's pick up from there. Let's pick up from that thinking. I think forgiveness, if you've experienced forgiving someone or asking for forgiveness, you know that it's not always easy. You know that it can be difficult. It can be difficult. Both sides. It can be difficult. It's not easy to ask for forgiveness, especially if you know that you really did wrong. It's one thing to say that you're sorry, as in, you're sorry, just to shut up the other person, to end the conversation. Oh, okay, sorry. It's another thing for you to really look at what you have done and understand that you've hurt someone that you care about and approach that person and ask for his or her forgiveness but it's also not easy to give it, especially if you've really been hurt. If you were the one on the on the giving side and you've been hurt by someone, man, it's not easy. It's not easy. And the point of this reflection, what, what we're going to talk about today is not to make it easy because I think there are really times when it's not easy. The point of our discussion for today, our conversation for today is more of to help us understand it better because Forgiveness in itself is not easy, but it's much more difficult if we don't understand it well. If we have a false understanding of what forgiveness is, it will be much more difficult to give it because we don't want to be taken advantage of. We don't want to... We we see these things, right? If you were to ask someone, for example, like if you were to ask... um, if, if, If a scandal comes out about a corrupt politician who was caught and you were asked or someone was asked, you ask it on Twitter should this person be forgiven there are people who would say no if someone was caught um in 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 sexual abuse that's a big thing and you were asked or it was asked on twitter again should this person be forgiven and i think a lot of people would say no because what he did is wrong but then again if what he did is right then he wouldn't need forgiveness in the first place now wouldn't he And so I think it's important for us to talk about this. Again, not to make it easier. Not so that we could just throw out forgiveness willy-nilly because it's just one more thing that you have to do if you're a Christian. It's more of, I think it's important for us to understand it so that when we struggle with it and as we wrestle with whether to extend forgiveness or not or whether to ask forgiveness or not, we we can at least have a better idea of what it is that we are dealing with because we see it everywhere we see it everywhere you see those those public apologies that are demanded of some people who have made some who have done something bad and then when the public apology was stated (laughs) you have people rejecting the public apology because it's not enough but then again when is a public apology ever enough for people who are just upset about these things who are looking for reasons to be upset. That's different from being upset. It's different from looking for reasons to be upset, looking for reasons to be offended. And that is what we see in cancel culture also. So let's talk about forgiveness. For Jesus, forgiveness is a big deal. Forgiveness is very important. It's something that he talked about with his followers, something that he talked about with the crowds in multiple occasions. It's something that he included in the prayer that he taught his followers to pray. The Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. It's very important. When he taught his disciples, This is how you pray. You should pray like this. He included the forgiveness of sins, both asking for forgiveness and giving forgiveness to others. So what I'd like to do for today is I want to read to you a passage where Jesus talks about forgiveness. In fact, he was asked by Peter, one of his disciples, about forgiveness. And Jesus responds. And then after that, let's talk about three points. Three points. Three sets of twos three points of what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. Let's start with the isn't, right? What forgiveness isn't and what forgiveness is so that we can contrast these things. I think it's helpful for us to, when we're trying to define something, trying to identify something, it's also helpful for us to understand what it is not so that we understand it better, so that we see it more clearly. The passage that I want to read to you comes from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. It says, Then Peter, approaching, asked him, Jesus, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. Like I said, forgiveness is a big deal for Jesus. And I think it's very apparent in the parable that we read. Jesus answers through a parable. It's very interesting, right? Peter asks him a question. And the way Peter asks the question, it's one of those questions that that begs an answer. Or, uh, it's like, how would you put this? Peter is is trying to look profound or to look like he knew the answer like he asked jesus lord if i if my brother if my brother sins against me how often must i forgive him as many as seven times and for peter in his perspective seven times is is a lot that's why he says that as many as seven times lord but jesus answers Nah, not seven times 77 times which is way more than seven times and it Again, we see that forgiveness is a big deal. And this is when Jesus tells the story of the man. The man who owed his master a huge amount but was forgiven. But when he encountered someone who owed him a much smaller amount, he refused to forgive. And then what happened was he had to, well, he had to face the consequences of his former debt. Plus what he did to the other servant. And so, again, let's begin with with a definition of terms. Let's talk about three points, three things, what forgiveness is not and what forgiveness is. The first one is this. Forgiveness is not a feeling. There are people who place conditions upon upon themselves before they forgive. They say things such as, I'll forgive that person when I don't feel angry anymore. Or as long as I'm not hurt anymore, I can forgive. Once I've moved on, once I am completely over it, then I can forgive. We don't always verbalize this in this way. Sometimes these are things that happen in our minds, unconsciously, subconsciously. These are the things that we we might think we might not say it right like that. But these are these. This is how we act sometimes. As long as I don't feel mad anymore. As long as enough time has passed, then I can forgive. Then I can reconcile. Then I can do this. But the problem with setting conditions such as these is that if we wait until all these conditions are met then we are going to be stuck in unforgiveness for a very long time. And that might be something that's not good for you. Instead, so forgiveness is not a feeling. The reason why we wait, we we put these conditions is because we want to feel better before we extend forgiveness, right? But instead, forgiveness is not a feeling. Here's the counterpoint. What forgiveness is, forgiveness is a decision, Forgiveness is not something we passively wait on. It is something we actively pursue. John Paul II says this. He says, Forgiveness is above all a personal choice, a decision of the heart to go against the natural instinct to pay back evil with evil. In the passage that we read earlier, Jesus says, in the last part so will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart from his heart now just to clarify there is kind of a difference between how we think of the heart today and how they thought of the heart back then today when we think of the heart what comes into your mind what is the first how how what 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 do we usually symbolize with the heart we usually symbolize emotions right feelings experiences that's often what we what we what we are referring to when we tell someone follow your heart follow your passion follow where where you're being drawn to and can I just say that's not always good advice to follow your heart but that, but that's what we mean right when we when we say heart when we use the symbol of heart we often mean love we often mean care we often mean affection we often mean some sort of feeling but when the Bible talks about the heart it's different because the way they viewed it, the metaphor that they used for the heart is not so much on emotions, although that's part of it. For them, what we have separated between the heart and the mind is one, it's all heart. And so for them, the heart is also a symbol for decision-making. It's also a symbol for how you think, what you value, how you decide, how you choose. It's not just feelings and emotion, it's also will and intellect. And so when the Bible says to love God with all of your heart, it's not saying that we love God with all of our feelings. It's saying that we choose to love God, that we align our will, we align our our intellectual growth to Him. That's part of what it means. And so when Jesus says that each of us must forgive our brothers and sisters from our hearts, it doesn't just mean wait until you feel better about it. It means we must choose to forgive that forgiveness is something that's chosen it's not just something that's waited for until we feel better about it and i get it i get it the emotions are part of it this is, this is this is this is what i'm not saying i'm not saying that we should just let go of our emotions that emotions are not important that feelings are just you know it's just that it's feelings that what what it's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to invalidate your emotions and your experiences because I understand how it can be difficult for some people, especially if you've been abused, especially if you've been hurt in a very real way. It can be difficult for you to extend forgiveness. And it, it you can experience anger and pain and hurt, and that's very real, and that's valid. And when you are abused, anger really is how you should respond because anger protects you in a certain way. Anger... Is the emotion that helps you distance yourself from what is happening so that you could no longer be hurt, or at least so that the, the thing that's hurting you could be you could be distanced from it. You could stop what's happening, and that's that's valid, that's very important. But anger is different from resentment, anger is different from hatred, anger is an emotion, hatred, resentment, and bitterness, grudges, those things are stuff that we choose to hold on to. But it doesn't always help. It doesn't help you and it doesn't help the other person. Alam know mga experiences, those experiences when, when we're angry at someone and that person might not even know that we're angry at them because they did something that 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 got us upset, that that made us, made us mad. And then we hold grudges and then we think to ourselves, I'm going to get back to that person. I'm going to get back at him. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to pay attention to him. I'm not going to speak to him. I'm going to give him the cold shoulder. And then sometimes that person doesn't even realize, doesn't even see what you were doing. And what happens is what? You end up torturing yourself over something that the other person, the one you're angry at, he doesn't even realize it. And that's what happens when we nurture resentment and bitterness and all these grudges. We end up hurting ourselves because of someone else's fault. And so we, we, part of forgiveness is choosing it not because, not because our emotions are not important, but because our emotions define more. Our emotions help us see our inner state better than it helps us see our outer state. It helps us see what is within us better than it helps us see what is around us. Our emotions are like a, a, it's like a one-way window. You know those cars, those tinted windows that we have on our windshields? You see clearly what is outside, but when you're outside of the car, you don't see what's happening inside. Not as much. Emotions are like that, but reversed we emotions help us see what is inside clearly but it it doesn't always give us an accurate representation of what's happening outside because our emotions are results of our disposition it's a result of well yeah of course it's a result of something that happens outside of us but part of it is how we perceive what's happening outside of us And yes, there are times when it's valid to feel angry. Yes, there are times when it's valid to feel defensive. Yes, there are times when it's valid to feel mad and sad and glad. But if we're willing to be honest with ourselves, there were also times when we felt a certain way when we should not have felt that way. When we felt sad about something, that's not worth getting sad over. That maybe someone's celebrating something good, like a friend who who just who just got promoted or a friend who just got engaged or a friend who, who was celebrating something good in his or her life but then we can't bring ourselves to be happy about that person because we think that you know Bakit cha, why him why her he, he, he's such a terrible person and he looks this way on social media but people don't know people don't know what's really happening behind the scenes and we have this attitude sometimes that we're unable to celebrate the successes of others even though it has nothing to do with us because well There are certain things, certain perceptions that we have of that person that makes us think sometimes that they're undeserving of what they have just received. And maybe part of that is because we think we are more deserving than them. Which is not always accurate. Sometimes we feel certain emotions that are not aligned with reality. Because our emotions help point out to us what is happening in our hearts. Sometimes, it points out to us what's happening outside. There are real times when that happens. But more often than not, it points out to us what's happening within. And so, it's important to distinguish the two. First point again, forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision. Here's the second point. Forgiveness is not a license just because someone is forgiven doesn't mean that that person is immediately absolved of all accountability. Just because someone is forgiven, that doesn't mean that it's as if nothing happened. That we just go back to normal. That we just go back to the way things used to be. And I think this is one of the reasons why some people people would rather hold grudges than forgive someone because they think, they, they mistakenly think that if I forgive this person, then it's It's as if nothing happened. But what about the pain that I experienced? What about the hurt that he caused me? And this false definition is one of the biggest hindrances that people have with forgiveness. But if you know Jesus, that, that's not how Jesus defines forgiveness. He, he teaches another, in another instance. He says, if your brother sins against you, we also talked about this last week. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. Just as Jesus pointed out the hypocrisy of the crowds who were, who were bringing to him the, the woman caught in adultery as if they did nothing wrong. And the way Jesus forgives the, the woman caught in adultery, what he says is, go and sin no more. He recognizes the sin. He recognizes that something was done wrong. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what was done wrong is just immediately, it just, it just immediately disappears. It doesn't mean that, you know, wala na lang, okay na yun. They're just not, leave it all behind. Forgive and forget. That's what people say, right? But forgive and forget is actually quite foolish because if you just forget about what happened, then, then more, more often than not, you, you didn't learn anything from it. No, you're supposed to retain the lessons. You're supposed to retain not not the grudges, not the resentment, not the anger, but what you have learned so that you don't get abused by someone else or you don't get abused by that person all over again. Forgiveness is not a license for the other person to continue on hurting you. And oftentimes, the loving thing to do the loving thing to do both for that person and for yourself is to keep that person from harming you any further. That's why boundaries are important. That's why it's important for us to speak up. That's why it's important for us to say what we mean and mean what we say. To put it out there. To bring it to the light. It's very important. Forgiveness is not a license for abuse. Instead, Forgiveness, here comes the is. What it isn't, not a license. Here comes the is. Forgiveness is a step toward freedom. When we forgive, the first person we bless are ourselves. It seems counterintuitive, right? But forgiveness is paradoxical in that way. It seems like, how did did that happen? If I let someone... uh, get get away with what that person did then i'm somehow blessed because of that well you're one of the people who are blessed in the process because when you again when you hold grudges against someone you know for for all we know that person has moved on with his life that person has moved on with her life and yet we find ourselves sometimes in these prisons that we have built around ourselves because we refuse to forgive that person because we somehow think that by holding these grudges, there will come a time when when we will get back at them, when we will get even. We don't want to continue to be hurt by this other person. But in the process, the mistake that we make is that we end up hurting ourselves over and over because we're trying to be defensive, because we're trying to put our walls up not wanting to be hurt by someone else, but we end up hurting ourselves. The longer we hold on to that, to that emotion, to that grudge, to that hatred sometimes, the more power we allow it to have over us. To forgive is to recognize and accept the situation, not to deny it, and to choose to move forward forward from it it doesn't say no harm done when there is harm that is done instead it says i see that you have hurt me but i don't want you to have power over me anymore what you did hurt me once but i'm not going to let it hurt me again and again and again and again that's part of what forgiveness entails now it's not. That's often easier said than done, because on the other, on the other side of the paradox, forgiveness sets you free, but it also sets the other person free. And I think part of the reason why we don't want to forgive is because we'd rather have both of us jailed, both of us imprisoned, rather than both of us freed. If you're if you're angry at someone, if you're envious of someone, if you're if you're resentful of someone, that that's what tends to happen. I I'd prefer that we both suffer than we're both fine. And that is the dark side that sometimes creeps into our hearts. In the Old Testament, one of the descriptions of God in Exodus 34 is that He is someone who forgives wickedness, forgives sins, forgives iniquity. And the word for forgiveness there in the original Hebrew is nasa. Not nasa, nasa. And what nasa means is to carry. It's to carry. And oftentimes that's how forgiveness feels, right? There is a burden that we have to carry forward that we have to bear. And part of forgiving sometimes means that we have to carry the weight of what was done to us humbly, willingly. But oftentimes, that that carrying is also what will heal us, is also what will Help us grow. There's also what will help us become better Christians, become better Catholics. Mother Teresa says that if we really want to love, we must learn how to forgive. It's unavoidable. It's part of our lives. When I look back to my life, for example, most of the people that I've forgiven and most of the times that I've extended forgiveness, it's with the people that I care about. It's with the people that I care about. Because that's what happens, right? When you If you care about someone, then you allow yourself to be hurt by that person. If you don't care about someone, it doesn't matter what that person does, right? I just don't freaking care. It doesn't matter. Whatever he says, whatever he does, it doesn't affect me. Because who is he? Who is she? But... The moment we start caring, the moment we start loving, we open ourselves to being hurt. And when we're hurt, well, we are given an opportunity to forgive, to extend forgiveness that comes with it. And when we learn to forgive better, we also learn to love better. Now, forgiveness is not exclusive to the people that we care about because, well, Jesus gives us an example of him forgiving the very people who considered him enemies, who considered him an enemy. But it's a good place to pay attention to, at least, at first. Which leads us to our last point. The third one, what it isn't, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Although, it can lead to that. Again, I'm going to say that forgiveness is not reconciliation, although it can lead to that. Forgiving someone doesn't mean that things will have to go back to the way it used to be. It doesn't mean that we allow ourselves to get hurt again in the exact same way. It takes two to reconcile. But it only takes one to forgive. Whether or not the relationship is restored, we are still being called to forgive. Now, if reconciliation happens afterward, then that's good. But it doesn't seem to be a requirement. Because we can't, we just can't reconcile our relationships if both parties are not willing to extend that kind of love, that kind of forgiveness, that kind of availability, that kind of willingness to move forward together. Forgiving your ex doesn't mean that you'll get back together with each other. Forgiving your friend, your brother, your sister, your family, even, doesn't mean that whatever happened in the past should continue on doing as if nothing changed. Again, forgiveness is not a license. That's our second point. It doesn't mean that you have to continue on living life together. But it might mean being open to the possibility of. Sometimes. But it doesn't have to be like that. Not always. Praise God. Praise be to God if it happens in that way. If the re- relationship is not just restored to what it used to be, but is, it becomes better. It becomes more secured. It becomes more firm because of what you have gone through together. And this is something that, that I've, I've, I've had this conversation with my wife um, several times about how about how if you really care about someone, you know, as a friend, a partner, a family member there will really be times when your relationship will be tested and you will have to contend with each other. And the way to grow forward is through forgiveness. It's through forgiveness. If your relationship with someone hasn't been tested yet, then maybe you haven't spent that much time yet with each other or maybe you're not being as honest yet with each other. Because the thing about people is that, again, we make mistakes. And we have some dark things within us sometimes. And that can easily clash. Before we get to the last point, uh, I'd like to share a bit more about... uh, I've shared a lot about what it means for us to be on the giving side of forgiveness. But I also want to talk about what it means for us to ask forgiveness. Because when we talk about forgiveness... You know those people who give excuse apologies... You know people who give blame apologies when they apologize, but their apology is not sincere, and you see it because the way they apologize is they try to pass the blame. They say, "Nah, I'm sorry, huh?" But "kaya ko lang naman yun" is because of what you said. The only reason why I acted in that way is because of what you did. Or some people would even say, "I'm sorry that you felt that way," <laughs> as if they did nothing wrong, right? But sometimes that is the case, right? But it's it's funny sometimes we we do these excuse apologies, these blame apologies where. We apologize, but we don't really ask for forgiveness because, because what we what we what we really want to happen is we just want the thing to end. We just want the stress to end. We just want the tension to end. And so we instead of instead of owning up to our mistakes, we try to downplay it. Oh, it's not as bad as it as it seems. You didn't really end up getting hurt. This is what happened. We try to. Convince others and ourselves that what we did was small. It's not as bad as it seems. Rather than to hope and trust that the friendship is big enough to handle it as it is. And so when we ask for forgiveness, let's also take responsibility. Let's speak the truth. Let's speak the truth. Say it for what it is. If you've hurt that person, then apologize for that. Ask for forgiveness for that. In Proverbs 28:13 it says those who conceal their sins do not prosper but those who confess and forsake them obtain mercy. James 5:16 says therefore confess your sins to each to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The fervent prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. And it's it's also the same with God. 1 John 1 9 says, If we acknowledge our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from every wrongdoing. If we're asking for forgiveness from someone, let's be honest, let's be truthful. Let's not try to downplay the situation, let's own up instead to our mistakes. Only then will we be able to receive forgiveness in the right way. And the same goes with God. Because sometimes when we talk to God, we think we have to tell him what we what he wants to hear. We say certain things in a certain way. You know when you're talking to your boss, when you're talking to your superior, when you're talking to your parents, you don't talk to them in the same way that you would talk to your friend, that you would talk to your childhood friend, your high school friend. You wouldn't talk in the same way because because you would you would regard like your superior in a certain way and there are things that you are more reserved in saying maybe. But the thing about God is, yes, of course, God is our, you know, He is the supreme being. If, if we have any superior, that's the guy. He is God. And of course, we must treat Him with reverence and respect. But at the same time, part of that is us being honest with Him and being truthful when we approach Him and not just pray prayers that we think He wants to hear. Because God knows what's really in our hearts and when we try to pretend that he doesn't when we try to tell him what we think he wants to hear instead of what we really want to say then it's not him that we're fooling because he knows anyway the person we're fooling is ourselves so might as well be honest god is big enough to handle it if you go through the psalms if you go through if you go through the scriptures You'll find stories of people being honest with God, telling Him what it is that they're going through. We are allowed to be honest with Him and we are allowed in the process to be reassured because we didn't downplay what we were going through. Instead, we gave it to God fully and we, and we, we gave Him permission to speak life into our situation. Forgiveness is a big deal. And, leads, and this leads us to our last point of what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, as God has forgiven you in Christ. Going back to what we mentioned a while ago in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Over and over in Scripture, we are told that that the greatest reason for us to forgive each other is that Christ has forgiven us. And that is one of the beautiful things that happens. Every time we choose to forgive, we choose to share in His nature. Every time we choose to forgive, we are humbled by the truth that we were forgiven first. Every time we choose to forgive, we choose to acknowledge the grace and the love that Jesus is giving us. Forgiveness is not easy, but it is good. Forgiveness is not easy, but it is a loving thing to do. For Jesus, being forgiven and forgiving others are two sides of the same coin. And that is what the parable is all about. The parable that we read in the first part. How we strive to forgive others reflects how we understand God's forgiveness toward us. It's easier to extend it if we know we have received it. If we know how much we've been forgiven, then the way we forgive others, how others would ask forgiveness of us, then it it fails in comparison. Again, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's just going to be like that. You know, it's in the snap of a finger. Just forgive. Of course, we're going to have to wrestle with it. Of course, we're going to have to struggle with it, especially if what was done to us was real. But, when we see how God has forgiven us, then it it shifts our perspective. And we see better. We see better how we can choose to act in a loving way. Have we allowed ourselves to receive the forgiveness of God? That's where it starts. Have we allowed ourselves to receive the forgiveness of God? Or have we been insisting all this time to carry nasa all the guilt and shame by ourselves? It's easier to hold grudges if we're holding a lot of guilt and shame as well. And notice what Jesus says. Jesus asks us to forgive. But you see, to struggle and to refuse are two different things. It's understandable if we struggle with forgiveness. But let us not choose to refuse to extend it. And as we bring this to an end, I want to read to you one last psalm. This is from Psalm 103, 10-13. It says, He has not dealt with us as our sins merit, nor requited us as our wrongs deserve. For as the heavens tower the earth, so His mercy towers over those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west so far, has He removed our sins from us. As a Father has compassion on His children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. Let's pray for the grace to more fully give and receive forgiveness as we go forward. This brings us to the end of our episode for today. I hope this was helpful for you. And um, stay in touch. Subscribe. Follow. My socials are below. Go ahead and see them for yourself. Let's stay connected. And I hope you have a blessed week. Bye.